and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's in Smithtown. I'm here once again in my home studio, ready to give you guys another episode, uh, something more to train your mind and to fill your time uh, during all this extra time that most of us are finding ourselves with these days. And today I wanted to talk about the value of a mentor. Now, let's start with an important definition. A mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. This is someone like a coach, like a guide, like a sensei, someone who is going to be outside of you to help guide you on your path that you're on. Now, I think in the simplest sense, if I wanted to give you the simplest idea of what a mentor does, of why a mentor is so valuable, is they help you find potential. Find levels within yourself that you're not capable of getting to on your own. Every one of us is capable of pushing ourselves to a certain level. But when we see eyes on us, we suddenly can push to a slightly higher level. And when it's the right eyes, when it's the eyes of a mentor that we really look at the right way, a mentor that we have a great relationship with, we're able to push even higher things out. When you know that that person who you look up to so much is there looking at you, is giving you guidance, you're able to find levels in yourself that you didn't even know was there. You're able to find levels of skill, intensity, strength, conditioning, whatever, that as far as you were aware, didn't exist before. Now, the way I think about it, mentors are kind of broken into two groups. Uh, mentors, role models, we often look at them the same way. And I tend to think of someone within our family as a role model more than a mentor, even though it basically means the same thing. Um, that's just kind of my, my mental differentiation. Obviously, mentors can be within your family. Uh, like within my family, for example, I had, I had and I continue to have some really great mentors. Obviously, this Sunday is Father's Day. Uh, and it's not just because of that that I want to talk about my dad first. But my dad has so many qualities that I look up to as a person. Just as a human being, as an adult person, I can appreciate it now much more than I did when I was a child. Uh, number one, my dad is an extremely hard worker. When it comes to anything my dad does, he does it 100%. You know, it's funny, he and I have never in my entire life, never that I can recall, have we sat down and had a conversation where he taught me about work ethic. I can't remember ever there being a conversation about him sitting me down and telling me when you do something, you do it 100%. I just watch what he's always done. He always worked his hardest. He's an accountant uh, when he was in private accounting and it was tax season. I knew that I wouldn't see my dad until the weekends and even then, you know, don't expect <laughs> tons of time because he'd still be working on stuff on the weekends. Even now, now that he's transitioned into the not-for-profit world, I think I've mentioned this in earlier episodes, he is the, uh, the controller for Long Island Cares, the Harry Chapin Food Bank. And um, even now, he's constantly working on that. He's constantly doing uh, what he can. Even in the midst of this quarantine, he's in the office every single day. And while he's supposed to be working less, uh, he's like jumping back in the warehouse and doing work with the warehouse workers, just because that's who my father is as a person. 
if, if it's time to work, it's time to work 100%. It's, be a hard worker, commit to your work, and do it the best that you can. On top of that, I find him to be an extraordinary man of his word. If he tells you he is going to do something, that's just it. It's going to be that way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no confusion. It's just do what you say you're going to do, which again is a quality that I, I sometimes find in myself. And I, I look back and again, look for when did my dad teach me about that? He never did. I just, again, watched his example. And that's what I wanted to aspire to be. So much of, of what we see from our parents, of what we learn to be from our parents, is never taught verbally. It's taught by example. Another great thing that I found about my father and pretty much every other male mentor, male role model in my family was that family always comes first. Um, even now, when, uh, when the world is apart, he's still trying to find a way to make us be able to spend time with each other. You know, we spend so much time with his family growing up and we're all still very, very close. I still, you know, like all of my cousins on that side, all the kids, all the young kids all come to my school and train because we all have a very tight, close-knit relationship. And just like I had a great dad and role model, he did too. My grandfather on that side was very much that way. Again, family first was, was very, very much a mindset of his. You know, crossed his family and you would have a problem. Again, a very hard worker. He, was a, he worked on the railroad for years. Um, but in addition to that, you never went to my grandfather's house and saw a thing out of place. He had a giant workshop in his garage, and the house was never in disrepair. The yard always looked immaculate. Even uh, there was a, a brick structure and planter around his barbecue. Even that was always perfect. When you figure with all us kids running around, that might get messed up. Never. Everything, every bush was always trimmed perfect. Every flower bed was always weeded perfectly. A very hard worker that way. And the thing I always respected about my grandfather the most is he was so charismatic. He lit up a room, you know, even uh, in like a funeral home. Like when he came uh, to a funeral for one of my aunts or uncles, he would walk in the room and the whole room would stop and it would be like uh, the scene in, in Cheers when Norm would walk in the bar and the whole bar would go, Norm! It was, like, it was like that with my grandfather. He would walk in the room and everybody would go up and shake his hand and a very charismatic person. And I have a lot of other great mentors and role models in my family, but I don't want to spend all this time just talking about me, you know, even like my uncles now. Everybody offers different things for me to look up to, different things that I want to aspire to. But some of the strongest mentors that I've had in my life are mentors outside of the family. And those are the mentors that I want to spend the most time talking about today because I believe that mentor relationship is far more valuable. A hundred percent difference in terms of the results that you can get. Here's a great example. As someone who is a parent, I'm sh I've heard this from parents, I should say, many times, where I say something to a child, I tell them to make their bed or be on time or take care of their things or whatever the case may be, and suddenly they go home and do it, and the parents are like, I've been telling them that for 10 years. How come just now you say it once and it happens? And it isn't because I said it differently than the parents or I had some kind of magic trick or Jedi mind trick. It's none of that. It's a different relationship. 
And the difference in that relationship is what makes all the difference. I think it breaks down into a very simple difference. At the end of the day, no matter what I did, I knew my parents are always going to love me. They have to discipline me, of course. Growing up, they had to discipline me. They had to teach me right from wrong. They had to teach me all the life lessons that it was their job to teach me. However, they also had to love me. And because they also had to love me, because I also got to see them in their pajamas when their hair was a mess, before they had their cup of coffee, because of all of that, there was a soft side to that relationship that never really happens with a role model outside of the family. Because of that missing other side, the only way for the child to gain esteem in that outside the family mentor's eyes is by performing up to that mentor's standards. We hear stories like this all the time. Like, you know, for example, Mike Tyson has been all over news and social media recently, and he had a very tumultuous home life as a child, you know, tragic. And the one thing that turned his whole life around was finding the fabulous mentor that he found in Customato. And Customato helped mold that young man into a man and gave him a mission and a purpose that enabled him to achieve such greatness in his sports career. Yes, obviously he had his issues outside of sports, but the fact that a child that really couldn't get much together outside of the ring found this great strong mentor and was able to change his life, that says so much. And we hear it all the time in sport. We hear it about football coaches and wrestling coaches. It it makes an amazing difference in a child's life when there's a strong mentor there. When there's someone there who can say things that they may have heard other places, parents, school, TV, whatever. But because of that relationship where it's, it's only one-sided, a, a good mentor and mentee or a student relationship only goes one way. In other words, the student in this example, they tell the mentor, their strengths and weaknesses, what's going on in their life, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, the mentor never does those things. The only thing that the student gets out of the mentor is direction, support, and motivation. They get things only related to the task. Yeah, they may know some cursory things about their mentor just by the nature of the relationship, but they're not going to know everything about the mentor the way the mentor will know everything about them. That's what makes it work. And that is why it's such a valuable relationship. Because, you know, as kids, everybody had their hero, their person that they looked up to, their athlete on TV or the actor or whomever that they wanted to be when they grew up. But odds are you were never going to meet that person. And if you did, you were going to have a very brief interaction with them. And it wouldn't have the same impact as someone like a powerful coach or mentor that you would see over and over and over again. Now, I've had some great mentor relationships outside of my family within my life. And obviously, I believe in this bond big time because this is very much what a sensei does with a person. So some of the great experiences I have, like I'll tell you a couple of stories here. First one that I always think of when I think of great mentors outside of my family was one of my little league coaches as a kid. Um, I was not a very athletic child. 
you know, people look at my martial arts now and say, yeah, forget it, you were definitely always athletic. No, I was not talented athletically at all. Uh, every bit of athletic ability that I have now, I worked to get and I continue to work on it because I know it doesn't come naturally to me. But one of my little league coaches, a coach by the last name of Phil and Jerry, uh, I remember him, he was a charismatic guy, high energy, Italian guy, I know what that last name, go figure. But um, what I loved about him, one thing I still look back on, is it was the first year in Little League that we were going to be allowed to bunt. And I don't know how much he knew about me ahead of our first practice. I don't know if he had any, you know, a knowledge of my limited skill set in baseball at the time, which was very, very limited. But we went around the first practice and he's talking to all of us. And he takes a look at me and I'm an awkwardly built, lanky uh, little kid, uh, not very much athletic ability. I forget if this is even before we had swung a bat or thrown a ball. But he was able to size me up pretty quickly and realize like, this kid's not our home run hitter. <laughs> this kid's not going to be our star uh, um, shortstop. But he looked right at me early in the first practice, and I'll never forget this. He looks at me, he points at me, he goes, you, you're going to be our star bunter this year. You're going to be the kid that we're going to call on to bunt all the time, and you're going to be great at it. And at that moment, in my mind, I was like, well, I'm going to be the best bunter ever. At that moment in time, I knew nothing about Coach Phil and Jerry, but I knew he believed in me. And that was all that mattered. From there on out, I was home. I was practicing bunting. I never practiced baseball before. It was always go to practice, play. Yeah, maybe I'd play catch or you know, wiffle ball with my parents or my cousins or whatever. But I wasn't practicing skills for baseball. I was home and I was practicing bunting the ball over and over and over again. And I pulled off some pretty good bunts for him. Now, I didn't do that because I really wanted to be a great bunter. But I did it because he believed in me. And because he showed me that he believed in me, I believed in myself, and he drew out a level that hadn't been there in years previous. And man, it definitely did a lot for me. It, after that year, I definitely became a better athlete. Not like I suddenly gained more athletic ability, but just that little sentence that he said to me, and me wanting to not let him down, that made such a difference in how I approached baseball. And magically, I got way better at it. I was lucky in college that I had a great mentor as well, Dr. Marilyn Mather. She was the head of my major, my sport management major in my college. And what was really cool about our relationship, Dr. Mather and I, is she knew very, very quickly that I already worked in the sport field. When I was in college, I was already working as an apprentice in my sensei school. And at the time, um, Mixed martial arts as a sport was still very new. It was still kind of underground. There were some magazines about it and stuff like that. But it wasn't in the public eye like it is now. I mean, you didn't see MMA on cable television. As a matter of fact, when I graduated college, now that I think about it, the first season of the UFC, came uh, of the Ultimate Fighter, excuse me, came on the year I graduated college. So it wasn't on cable television. It was very, very quiet. So I had a very unique perspective because all the other people in my major, when they were talking about sports, were talking about football, baseball, hockey, and basketball. And that was it. And they were all talking about the same things. And I came into the major with a very unique perspective. Number one, I had real world experience, which Dr. Mather was very quick to nurture and bring out. 
and make me feel great about. But additionally, she also nurtured my unique perspective. She made it cool that I was talking about something different than everybody else was. And she taught me to look big picture, even though I had a great connection to everyone within the Tiger Shulman's organization at that point. She taught me how to look bigger than that as well, to make connections outside of it. And it was a really cool experience because, you know, we met things like uh, the manager, general manager of the minor league baseball team here on Long Island, the Ducks. And through that connection, through him coming and speaking in my, in my college class, Tiger Shulman's was their pregame show for half of a season one year which was awesome. It was spectacular. So many cool things happened because of that relationship. But obviously, the biggest and most important mentors that I had in my life were my martial arts mentors. Obviously, first, my sensei. Uh, you know, my sensei, Sensei Dunin, um, met me when I was 14 years old. Um, he met me a little into my martial arts training. And man, oh man, what, a, what an impact he had on my life. Very quickly, I wanted to do everything I could to make him proud and nothing to let him down. He and I had a very great relationship that way. And obviously he knew everything about me, but I you know, only knew the cursory things about him. I was, because I became an instructor underneath him, I was probably closer to him than more of his students. But even still, we never had a two-way relationship ever. I still only knew a little about him. We still kept the proper distance, and as a result, he was able to pull a lot out of me. I believe he's one of the main reasons that I, that I went on to become a sensei myself, and it's his, his relationship and mine is the main reason that I strive to have the relationship with my students that he had with me. Obviously, my personality is different than his, but the way that, that I communicate with my students, my expectations for them, and so forth, that's very similar to his. And then he did me a great service and that he passed me along the food chain and introduced me to other mentors like Shion Gravina, the head instructor here on Long Island, uh, who now, that, you know, my instructor passed away in 2009. And since then, me and Shion Gravina have had a pretty great relationship and he's helped me find even higher levels of skill in myself as a martial artist and as an instructor. And again, a very similar relationship. And obviously, you have to look at the top of the Tiger Shulman's organization, Tiger Shulman himself and Shion Shulman, and the great mentor relationships that I have with them and how you know they help me build faith in myself and give me the things that I needed in order to be the best version of myself and continue to be a progressively better version of myself. But the question becomes, what makes that outside the family mentor relationship work? In my opinion and in my experience, it's two things. Number one is a very good mentor, mentor outside the family. If they're no good, it doesn't matter. Right? Number two is parental support. When the parent works with that mentor, Man, oh man, the heights that that child can reach is unbelievable. All tides moving in the same direction is the way I like to think about it. See, in a sensei-parent-child relationship, there's three sides. The sensei, the child, the parent. And two sides can over, always overwhelm the third. So in other words, if the child's having a rough patch, the parent and the child can work together to help that child through the rough patch. But the instructor can't do it all by themselves. They need that parental support. And it's the same for any other coach and mentor. Now, I opened this question about what the value of a mentor is 
up to social media as well. And I got, again, some very, very great feedback. So I want to share some of that with you guys today. Number one, uh, on Instagram, this great feedback from Gaetano, uh, one of the students who formerly of the Syosset location where I got to interact with his three great kids. Um, and now they're in the Cherry Hill School under Sensei Baker, doing well as well. Uh, and he, his feedback to the question of what is the value of a mentor outside of the family for a child? His response was, it's a very important role, sort of a guide, a source of motivation, emotional support, and a role model, which I think is spot on. It's awesome. And then Jeff on Facebook told me it was to help understand opposing perspectives and provide guidance, which is absolutely true. Sometimes mentors have to tell you things that you don't want to hear, but they're often what you need to hear. Doug told me that they provide a non-biased view as well as opinions. In other words, your family sometimes loves you enough that they may not see the truth or they may not want to tell you the things that you have to hear. Uh, a good mentor is going to tell you the things that you need to hear, whether they're comfortable or not, because they, their only bias is towards your success and nothing else. Now, I got a couple of longer answers that I thought were really powerful, and I wanted to share them with you as well. So I'll start with what Daryl had to say. He said, mentors provide a light to shine on the potential that already exists in the child. In some cases, they provide guidance, access, or skills. Other times, resources, and almost always, they provide time. Although I believe mentoring exists within family, an external mentor's value can be of equal importance. A mentor's efforts serve as an accelerant, but only the mentee can realize their potential. Absolutely. Right? The mentor is the guide, and it is the the child or the mentee that has to put in the work. Here's another great one from Michelle. This is a personal story that she shared with me. I thought it was wonderful. I changed my major in the middle of my junior year of college because one professor took the time to sit with me to really go over what I wanted to do in life. Really dug in. I changed my advisor to that professor since I had never even heard from my assigned one. And she helped me find my passion. I went from a 3.2 GPA to a 3.9 GPA because I actually cared about the material being presented. She even helped me get two different internships so I had an idea of what I did and didn't want to do when I graduated. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful story. She even went on after somebody complimented the amazingness of her story. She said, not everyone is so lucky and not everyone is also so receptive to receive help from outsiders. So I think it's a really two-way street and she's definitely definitely right. It's a great story about the value of a mentor. Now, Frank shared another personal story and I wanted to share it with everybody. Uh, Frank is a friend of mine. He trained in the school. I've known him for years and he's been doing martial arts all his life. And this was really powerful coming from him. I've often felt like that was something I really lacked. Although school and higher education, all through, excuse me, all through school and higher education. No one ever took me under a wing and tried to really help me reach my potential or point me on a path to do anything other than what retrospectively seemed like the bare minimum. As a result, I had to step on a lot of landmines and struggle constantly swimming against the tide. And our conversation continued. I asked him, uh, you know, where he felt he, he would need guidance. And he said he felt like it was always on him to seek out everything. Anytime I asked for guidance and got such an inadequate helping that eventually he just stopped asking. Uh, and I asked him where in life would he have been best affected by a mentor. And he said, as I was coming up and learning art, this was all the there all the emphasis was placed on skill acquisition and none of it was put on, on what to do with it. No one ever really said, hey, 
you're good at this. Let me show you what to do with it. Or have you ever considered going into blank as a career? Or even just, hey man, I notice you're not really super focused lately. Everything okay? I don't know. A big part of what led me to be led me to become a teacher was the absence I felt of anyone really giving uh, a blank about me outside of you did your homework and got a 95 on the test. Good job. You heard all these stories of these people who met someone in their life who really showed them anything. I've met an abundance of very talented and skilled people, but I don't think I met anyone who really cared until I was nearly 30. And while I was, and while I still value it, it would have been exponentially more helpful when I was 17 or 22 and 26. And now Frank is an art teacher himself, and I complimented him on. Uh, you know, he became the missing piece of his own puzzle, and he goes, you see a need, and you fill it. So those are just a couple of stories that got shared with me on Facebook that I thought were really, really valuable and really show the value of what a good mentor can do. Obviously, a good family is always a great start, but mentors outside of the family are huge as well. So it's a great thought when you want to get your child involved in anything. It's why I think martial arts is such an important thing for people to learn. That's my final thoughts for you on mentorship and the value of a mentor outside of the school. I want to get a little bit more into what makes a good mentor next week, but we'll cover that next week. But before I go, I wanted to wish luck and solid performances to Shane Burgos and Lyman Good. Both are competing on UFC on ESPN 11 this weekend. Shane is in the co-main event spot. Lyman's the main card prelim. You can, you can see the fights featured on ESPN. The fight started at 8 p.m. With that being said, friends, as always, you can email me, senseileonelli at gmail.com. Find me on social media, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at sensei underscore Leonelli. Facebook, I'm sensei James Leonelli. Find my school on Facebook, facebook.com slash tigershulmansmithtown. Instagram and Twitter, at tsmma underscore smithtown. Online, tsksmithtown.com. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization at tsk.com. Find out more about the podcast. Follow us on social media at tssmithtownpodcast on Instagram. And until next time, I will see you guys on the map.